Hello and welcome to another edition of Energy Sports Scottish Premiership Season Preview Podcast. In this episode, we take a look at how St Johnston are looking as they enter a new era at the club with Callum Davidson, the new man at the helm, after Tommy Wright's seven-year stint at the club came to an end in May. I'm Sean McGill and here to discuss this new start at McDermott Park is Jamie Beatson from weareperth.co.uk. Jamie, thanks for coming on. How are you doing? Good, thanks. Thanks for having me. No bother at all. So I guess the first place to start is tell us a little bit about uh, We Are Perth. When, when was it started and what are you guys all about over there? Uh, well, we uh, we took over the running of the, the Saints uh, unofficial uh, message board uh, must be about 15 years ago now and we've been running it ever since. Um, and uh, you know we've uh, we've gone through kind of a, a few iterations of it, and in the last maybe six months or so, we started a, a kind of side project with it, with a uh, put together a video archive and kind of some articles, well, not kind of news and that kind of stuff, but more just kind of historical features, kind of sideways look at what's going on at the club these days, and uh, trying to have a bit of fun with it. So. Um, yeah, we've got got a bit of a fun and hopefully keep a, a steady stream of stuff coming over the next year or so. Good, good. Well, we've been starting these podcasts by sort of having a look back at um, the team last season, but I guess when you've got a manager who's been a successful and has been there for such a long time as Tommy Wright was at St Johnson, you've got to sort of maybe have a longer look back. So I guess, how do you sort of view that era of um, St Johnston? Because a lot of people would say it's, the most successful the club's ever been, really. I, I don't think there's any denying that. I mean, it really was the, the golden era for Saints. We've had under right four top, uh, I think it was, sorry, three top four finishes in a row, uh, multiple top six finishes, uh, never finished below eighth with him, um, you know, more than a decade now in the top flight uh, without uh, dropping out of it at any stage. And of course, that Scottish Cup win in 2014, multiple European campaigns. I, you know, so I, I think if you'd said to us when Tommy Wright came in that that's what was going to happen, none of us would have believed you. Not a chance. It's, it's been an incredible run. And um, we're in a, a fortunate position that he's, in his last year at the club, totally regenerated the squad and left a brilliant platform for his replacement to build from going into the next season. When you're talking about the sort of the consecutive third-place finishes, and I think... St Johnston were in Europe five out of six seasons at one point. Were, is it a case of pinching yourself at the time or were you just sort of getting like wrapped up in it all and just enjoying the ride? I, I mean, you certainly enjoyed the ride, but I mean, you, you, you could not have believed that that was happening. I mean, I think the, the first time we qualified for Europe, we were, we were under Steve Lomas with um, Tommy Wright's assistant. We finished third in the league. It was an incredible achievement. Um, we made certainly made the most of the, the big teams if you want Rangers and Hearts never been out of the league and um, had an incredible season and then went for that European trip over to Turkey that year to play Eskishir Sport thinking this is a one-off so let's enjoy it while we can and then next season we were in Europe and the next season we were in Europe and it was just an, you know, an, an incredible ride so many different trips to places we never thought we'd see Saints play in um, and, you know, hopefully we can do it again sooner rather than later. And after all that all that success in these European trips, what is the feeling like when you hear that Tommy Wright will be leaving the club? I know he'd had, um, he'd been quite outspoken in recent years about certain issues at the club, but when you sort of see that in black and white, that he'll no longer be the St Johnson manager, what are your feelings? 
I mean, it was uh, it, we we knew the time would come, but I I remember when it happened. I'd just got out of my car in my driveway, took my phone out of my pocket, and I had a text message saying, "Right's gone." And I was, okay, is that Dre right? <laughs> that's gone. Okay, I you know I thought that might happen, and then I look, no, it's Tommy right's gone. I, you know, it was uh, wow, I couldn't couldn't believe it just happened out of the blue like that, but. You know, there there had been stuff behind the scenes. Um, I think it's just Tommy Wright's way to complain about his budget every season and then suddenly, you know, make good things happen with what he's got. Yeah. Um, but the time the time had come. It seems like he'd made that decision. The time had come. And um, as I said, we're, we're lucky that he's built a platform um, for the new manager to, to go from. And he's gone out on a high, having... Um, technically finished sixth last season we, we were never at any stage in the top six but the league table when they uh, you know when we look back at historically we'll see we finished sixth this season which is a you know another great achievement and I, I think you know I, I hope that as we go into the next season we'll see that the team he's left is one of his biggest achievements to have rejuvenated the side to have dropped average age to have brought a lot of really good young players into the team and developed a squad um, that will hopefully go on to, to great things going forward. You see that Tommy Wright's left a good platform for the new manager, so let's talk about him. When you sort of heard the names linked to this St Johnson job, was Callum Davidson a name that stood out to you? I think I think the thought had been for a long time, especially when Callum was Tommy's assistant, that he was going to be the man um, when the time came. Um, you know, he's got the pedigree. He's a, a guy that came through the Saints youth system all those years ago. He had a great career in England. He was a regular for Scotland um, and finished his career back at Saints in a good Saints team again. And, you know, he just seemed like the natural progression. Um, he left the club for a while after being Tommy's assistant and went and um, got more coaching experience, more management experience down south with Stoke and with Millwall, working with good managers, working at a, a decent level in the English game. So, you know, take away his connection to St Johnston. If you told us we were going to get a former Scotland international who'd had a great career at the top level in England and had been an assistant at two good championship clubs, I think we would have been pretty pleased with that. And for it to be a, you know, a club legend pretty much. You know, he's still our all-time record transfer fee that we've ever brought in as Callum Davidson. Um, you know, it just it just adds to it. So, you know, hopefully he will be a good appointment going forward. Do you think it sort of strikes the perfect balance between continuity in the sense that he knows the club and he's a legend, like you said, and he worked under Tommy Wright, but he's also a fresh start. He's a young manager, he's a young coach with new ideas as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's... Um, uh, I, I think he is the ideal candidate. I, I don't know who we could have got in that would fit the kind of mould of managers we've gone for in recent years that would have been better. I mean, we've since we brought in Owen Coyle, it's always been, you know, someone getting their their first gig in Scottish football. Basically, we've gone for Coyle, McInnes, um, Lomas, Wright. They're all guys getting their first first break at the top level in Scotland, and. Um, We've had success with that. There's no doubt about that. So, you know, he certainly fits that mode, but he also has more experience than any of those guys previously, I think, as a manager. 
um, or certainly as an assistant and a coach. And he will bring you new ideas. He's um, seems to be highly spoken of by his previous clubs as well. Um, I think Millwall had uh, Millwall's manager had a lot of good things to say about him when he left. And hopefully he'll bring some, you know, some fresh ideas and apply them to the squad that we've got, which looks, you know, in a good position to go into the new season. And you mentioned the squad there and also the relationship with the Millwall manager, and that seems to have benefited uh, St Johnston in terms of transfer windows so far with a couple of loan signings. Uh, what have you heard about those two? And do you think that um, this is a relationship that could really benefit St Johnston going forward? Well, you know, it, it certainly never hurts to have links to to English clubs at a decent level that you can, you know, get the pick of some of their um, their better young players, hopefully. Um, you know, you're never going to be able to sign these players at St Johnson's level that are proven at, you know, at the championship level in England. So if you can get a crack at them, younger players, it doesn't always work, but hopefully it will. Yeah. Um, we've, brought, we've brought in Danny McNamara, right back, and Isaac Hutt. I'm sorry, I'm going to have to try and pronounce this properly. Oleofi. I'm sure I'll get that done properly by the time we get a couple <laughs> of games in the season. But you know, these are these are guys. I, I can't say I know a great deal about other uh, either of them. Um, I yeah. have seen a video of uh, the guy Isaac scoring a tremendous goal, um, charging down the keeper and slide tackling him, and the ball ricochets straight into top corner. So if, if you can do that for us, I'll be absolutely elated. Um, you know, they're, they're two players that will complement what we've got there. Um, we're, we're in a position where we're not needing to rely on bringing in guys that we're taking a punt on, basically, and hoping that they turn out to be good. These guys can come in, and if they don't need, to, if they're not good enough for the first team, we're not going to lose out. But Danny McNamara is a right back. Well, we've brought in Sean Rooney as well as a right back who's a bit more of a known quantity um, after his time at Inverness. Looks like a good signing. Um, ho- hopefully Danny McNamara will turn out to be equally as good as signing and you know, have a bit of competition in the position where we were short last season. Um, Oluafi, Oliafi, it's a tough one. It? <laughs> yeah, he, he's less likely to start straight away, I think. I think I, I'd like to see us continue with the main Hendry partnership uh, going into the new season, but he will provide a different option. He seems to be very quick. Um, Main, Hendry and Kane they've got a bit of pace between them but the, none of them are lightning none of them are you know have the pace that the likes of Michael Halloran have brought in the wide areas over the last few seasons so you know he gives a different option um, he might turn out to be pretty raw he's a young guy he's only 20 we don't know we'll see um, but you know having that link and the ability to bring that kind of player in it certainly doesn't hurt. Yeah, I was keen to talk to you about um, St. Johnson's striking options, so I guess we'll do that now since you mentioned them. Uh, a, a year ago or so, if you'd said that you're quite happy to stick with the partnership of Stevie May and Callum Hendry, people might have looked at you a bit funny, but they really sort of did um, start to look comfortable and start to look like they, were, they could be dangerous for St. Johnson last season. Yeah, I think um, the, the two of them... Um, May took a while to get going there's no doubt about that but probably by the turn of the year he was starting to really find his form again and find his confidence that had disappeared um, over the last few years at his various clubs he'd been at there were obvious reasons for that he'd had a horrendous injury and um, serious problems for quite a period of time there 
and um, um, yeah, sorry, Stevie May. It took a while to um, to pick up his uh, his form. Um, but when he got going, we saw flashes of the, the old Stevie May. We saw flashes of that confidence to to just shoot from everywhere. I mean, he, he nearly scored an absolutely unbelievable goal against Hearts in the three-all draw at McDermott Park in January, where he just turned on a bouncing ball just inside Hearts' half and just volleyed it and nearly caught the keeper out. Um, it was very unlucky not to score. And if we can get him back to that level where he has the confidence just to take on a shot whenever he fancies it, that'll suit him. But he's also brought um, a bit more maturity to his game since he's come back. He does a lot more of the, the grunt work for the team that when he was here the first time, Stephen McLean did for him. Um, Callum Hendry has always shown just that goal scorer's instinct since he's come to Saints. And, you know, he was really showing that, really getting into great positions and scoring a lot of goals um, towards the end of last season. Um, so, you know, if, if they can gel and carry on the form they had at the end of last season, we'll be in a really good place. Me, me and Hendry were showing a lot of very promising signs at the end of last season. We were getting, putting chances in for them. They were scoring goals. You know, we we, we were looking quite handy. And, uh, you know, I think Hendry in particular, he's a young guy. He's um, quite good physically. He's quick and he's... Um, He's got the goal scorer's touch. Um, there's no reason why he can't be getting well into double figures next season with a good run in the team. I mean, he, he really, I think his goals per 90 minute stats are up there with the best in the league last season. Um, I think he was a goal, certainly a goal every 100 minutes or something like that. He, I think he got nine goals. He didn't really start a game until Christmas. Mm. And even then, he was kind of playing 70 minutes at best, not starting games. You know that that's positive signs, and um, you know we'll we'll be looking for for him to to really kind of kick on next season. And he's got good support behind him, with uh, with me a bit more experience and and being coached by Stephen McLean as well, who's been there and done it with Saints and other clubs throughout his career. So positive signs in the forward department, and hopefully the new signing will provide just that different option off the bench to start with. And who knows, he might turn out to be a, a you know good at this level as well. Yeah, and going back to sign-ins, there's reports today that Craig Conway could be on his way to St Johnston. He's obviously played at a high level and he um, has done a lot in his career, but he is 35 years old. How do you feel about that signing? Because like you said, Tominic went a long way to sort of rejuvenate um, St Johnston. Yeah, I mean, um, Conway will provide, I, I, I don't know if he'll be a starter, we'll find out on Saturday, I guess. Um, he will provide options across the wide areas both sides of the park behind the strikers and provide a bit of experience I and mean, if you look at the it's all very well to lower the average age of a team but if you've not got someone with a bit of experience to show the young guys you know to be that leader um on the park and in the dressing room and on the training field it maybe doesn't it doesn't work all round um, so you know he'll be a, a quality player hopefully hopefully he's still got the touch and the um, the movement and everything um, you should contribute on the park and hopefully off the park as well I mean, you look at the guys that have left Saints recently it was Stephen Anderson the club captain um, the Scottish Cup hero he went in the summer he was probably one of the oldest guys left at the club and he's away now so taking those old heads out of the dressing room you kind of need someone else in there that's going to you know, be able to say the younger players 
you know, this is how you need to do things. This is how, you know, a model pro does it. Um, hopefully it can be that. Hopefully it can provide us, you know, a, a few flashes of his, uh, his skill that he's had throughout his career it's on the park. From as far as I can tell, he's still been playing regularly uh, for his club um, over the last couple of seasons and still contributing. So there's no reason to suspect he's lost it completely since the shutdown. Yeah, in terms of departures this year, obviously the main one would be Tommy Wright. But in terms of the, the playing staff, has there been, do you think anyone's going to be a particular miss to St Johnston's? Anyone going to leave a real void that needs to be filled? I, I, I think, I mean, we've been quite fortunate um, in terms of the players that have gone out. Is that They've mostly been guys that have either been out on loan or have kind of played a bit part recently. So you're looking at Ross Callaghan, just wasn't good enough as far as mm. I'm concerned. I'm surprised he's got another Premiership club at Hamilton. Yeah, you know, all the energy in the world and um, snapped in the tackles and everything, but it just wasn't good for the ball at his feet uh, for Premiership level. Um, the one I'm disappointed that is Dre Wright moving yeah. on and ending up at Hibs. Um, you know, I, I think people point to some of his stats in terms of goals and assists not being brilliant, but I think yeah. if you look a bit further back at how many times he got us into dangerous positions or how many times he would put a ball into the box that wasn't immediately converted, but resulted in a goal or a clear chance. He was a guy, when he was on form, would just just go past his uh, marker for fun. Um, and it's disappointing that he's ended up at Hibs, but then you kind of suspect the money on offer at Easter Road is probably more than we were offering. Uh, but beyond that, we've lost this summer. Callahan, Stephen Anderson, uh, David McMillan, Danny Swanson, and uh, Max Johnson, who's a young reserve goalkeeper. So, of those guys, I mean, Danny Swanson was on the bench a lot last season, but beyond that, none of them were involved. Um, so, we've been kind of managed to sweep out some of the guys in the squad that weren't contributing and hopefully brought in so far three and hopefully four by Saturday replacements that will be part of the first team squad rather than just being loaned out to. Teams in the lower leagues, so with a bit, bit of luck, we'll be a bit tighter and um, you know stronger in certain positions in the park. For example, we brought in two right backs last season. We had Tony Ralston, who was had some ability about him, but mm. was uh, rash to say the least <laughs> most of the time, and that left us exposed an awful lot down our right hand side. Um, yeah. He he wasn't a you know he was came in to replace Richard Foster, who I know a lot of people don't like him. I quite liked him. Um, good player. Just he just I an all round good player. Very committed. Got himself sent off occasionally by doing <laughs> silly things, but um, you know he was a good player. And he actually the big problem we had when Dre Wright came back from injury was that he didn't have Richard Foster behind him, and their link up during Wright's first season it seems was part of the reason he was so good when he came in. They just they just had a really great understanding from the word go. Um, so, you know, Hibs will have uh, one to watch there if they can find someone at right back to link up well with right ahead of them. So, yeah, I mean, I think of the guys that have left, uh, Dre Wright is the only one I really would have been looking to hang on to. Um, you know, Stephen Anderson was just unbelievable for us for over his, you know, 10 plus years at the club. Won the Scottish Cup, scored in the final. And, you know, he goes with everyone's best wishes off to four for now. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, I thought he could have done a job in the championship for 
uh, Wraith Rovers next season where he's been on loan, but um, that's just the way it's worked out. So, yeah, I think we've done all right so far, but, you know, you never know with your uh, summer signings until you really get into the, the action. Yeah, and is, is there any particular areas that you feel that um, St John's still need to improve? Obviously, the season kicks off on Saturday, but the window will go on longer than that. I was looking at the club website just to sort of refresh myself for this, and it was only listed as having four midfielders at the moment. So do you feel like that's a particular yeah. area where they need to improve? I think I think that is where Calum Davidson will be looking next, is the middle of midfield. Um, if you look at the team we would put out most of its last se- season, you'd be looking at your midfield to involve Ali McCann, Jason Holt, Matt Butcher or Murray Davidson. Two or three out of those four would play. We've lost Butcher and we've lost Holt. Um, Holt is all right, but yep. I'm, I'm not too bothered about him. I'd like to get Matt Butcher back if we can from Bournemouth on loan. Um, he had a, you know, he was, he, he was quite a classy ball player in the middle of the park and really worked well with uh, McCann and Davidson. Um, if we can get him back in, I think we would probably be happy enough with where we are there. Because um, behind McCann and Davidson, you've got David Wotherspoon and you've got Liam Craig who can slot in at those positions if you need them to. But you know, you really want. I think I think there's a pretty good chance we'll play a three-five-two for a lot of next season. Um, and I think you're kind of looking at McCann, Davidson, and someone else in there. And if it can be McCann, Davidson, and Butcher, I think they complement each other quite well all round. You've got Davidson's aggression, his tackling, and his late runs into the box. You've got McCann, who's just um, probably one of my favourite young players we've had even taking into account the likes of Stevie May, he's just such a good all-round footballer, box-to-box midfielder, great touch, great movement of the ball, um, strong for a guy who's not that big and scores goals. Um, and Butcher, as I say, just had a good touch about him, good range of passing. You know, if we can get that back, perfect. If he's not going to come, that is the area that Cam Davidson will look to strengthen without a doubt. Talk to me more about Ali McCann because his breakthrough was kind of, uh, it was just fantastic to see last season and he just seemed like, as you said, he scored goals but he also gets stuck in. Um, so yeah, just how exciting a prospect is he? I mean, he started off well and he just got better and better and better as the season went on. Um, he's just, you know, he's, he's not the biggest, most imposing guy on the park but he gets stuck right in. He gets... He's not afraid to put in a tackle if he thinks one's needed. But more often than not, he stays on his feet and comes away from a challenge with the ball and moves it. His pass completion rate must be huge because he, he very rarely wastes a pass. Um, and, you know, as the season progressed, he started to get into better goal-scoring positions and started to put the ball in the net from time to time. And he's just, for a, a guy that was 19 at the start of the season when he made his... Uh, first appearances last season he is so mature as a footballer and he's got you know he's got the whole world at his feet basically for a, a young Scottish midfielder he could go to a very high level um, our problem with him this season might be keeping hold of him the you know the transfer window runs on as far as October I think yeah um, and then you'll have January as well so if he keeps his form up there will be clubs looking at him because he's still got a long way to develop. You know, for a, a young player like that coming in and making such an impact at our level, 
at that age, um, he, he, you know, he's still got a lot of development to do physically and as a footballer. So, you know, who knows where he'll end up. He's, he's been very positive for us and I just hope we get to see him for most, if not all, of next season. It looks a shame that he's going to pick Northern Ireland over Scotland because although we've got lots of great midfield options in that, in that Scotland side, it just to be another great option to have considering his age as well. Yeah, well, I think it's, it's not so much that he's picked Northern Ireland, it's that Scotland haven't Scotland. picked him at any right. stage. He's never been involved in, uh, as far as I'm aware, at any youth level for Scotland. He's, I think he's from Fife. And his parents are Scottish, as far as I'm aware. I think it's like one of these grandparent links things. Mm. But it's the same old story of the Northern Irish and the Republic Ireland associations just being better at signing guys up at a young age. Yeah. You know, um, he could he, he still qualifies for certainly for the under twenty ones for Scotland. He quite possibly still qualifies for the under nineteens last season. But there was no attempt, as far as I can tell, to get him involved. Um, as you say, Scotland right now are tripping over central midfielders. I'm not suggesting that he is going to come in and knock McTominay and McGregor and McGinn out of the team. Yeah. But equally, John McGinn was a you know, 18, 19, 20-year-old playing for St Mirren and Hibs and then went down south and now he's your first pick. What's to say that a 19-year-old has come in at the same level and had that impact, probably been our best player in a top six team at the age of 19-20, can't go on and play, had the career progression that, you know, McGuinness had or McGregor or, you know, maybe not Andy Robertson. I'm not saying Alan McCann's going to win the Champions League, but there's, there's no reason to suspect a guy that good at that age can't go on and play at the top end of the English Championship. Is that unrealistic? I don't think so. And sure. where does Scotland get a lot of the players is at the top end of the English Championship. So to rule him out, to have lost him to Northern Ireland at this age, is just madness. Because the time will come where he'll be in his mid-20s and your guys that are your mainstays just now will be just ticking on to their 30s. You need someone else coming at the back of him. But as seems to happen quite often, Scotland allow guys, if you're not a Rangers or Celtic or Harris or Hibs, at that age, well, we're not bothered, you can go and play for Northern mm. Ireland or whatever. Um, it's, it's a real shame because um, I think he, he's not, he's not going to get picked for a Scotland squad while he's at Saints at the age of 20 with that Scotland midfield just now. But maybe when he's 23 and is playing for Stoke or something at the top of the English Championship, just picking a team out of thin air. Yeah. Maybe you're thinking, right, well, you know, he's running the show at a good level down there. We'd quite like to have him. Rather than just saying, go play for Northern Ireland and we're not fucked. It's it's it seems to happen quite a lot. You see with like it was it um McCarthy at Hamilton, Scottish lad, came up with another Scottish lad who's played for Scotland a lot of times in MacArthur. Went to Republic Ireland. Maybe slightly different scenario but I think it was always said with him as well that Scotland were never fussed mm. um, doesn't seem to make much sense to me it's a real shame that he's uh, he's he's going to be lost to us pretty soon right now he's still he, he could still yep. be, he's not played for the full Northern Ireland squad yet but as soon as he does that's it it's finished so um, a real shame to lose a young Scottish player at that age 
it, it may well turn out that when he gets to 24, he's not reached those levels. But, you know, what if he does? That's, yeah. that's, that's the problem for Scotland. Absolutely. So we've been asking all our guests to give their prediction for their side ahead of the new season. You mentioned that they've never finished below eighth under Tommy Wright and more often than not they've been in the top six. So do you think that's something that Davidson can achieve again this year or do you think it's more sort of consolidation? I think given the second half of the season we had last year, top six has to be the target. I don't think we can have any set expectations for the season. We can't sit here and say, oh, we're definitely going to do that. It's a new manager. It's going to be a new approach. There's going to be mistakes made. Um, But we should be aiming for that top six because we were one of the form clubs in Scotland after Christmas. We were right up there. Um, I think we were maybe third or fourth in the form table. Um, Mm. By the time, you know, if you looked from Christmas to the shutdown, um, we barely lost a game. And uh, we should be looking to try and continue that form. Um, I think we've been pretty fortunate that we've not lost that many players and we've brought in guys that look like they're going to contribute. Um, I, I, I don't think there's been much activity at all for a lot of clubs in the transfer market this season, for obvious reasons. Um, mm-hmm. So we should have a good platform to build from. And if uh, Calm Davidson can hit the ground running, I don't see any reason why we can't aim for top six again next season. We've certainly got the squad there. If we keep it together and the form continues, we should be looking at it. Brilliant. Well, Jamie, thank you for coming on. Before I let you go, would you like to let people know where they can find We Are Perth and maybe yourself on social media if they want to, to get involved with that? Yeah, if you're, uh, we, we are at www.weareperth.co.uk. You can find our Twitter at, is at uh, WAP, WAP1884. And you can follow me as well, at Jamie Bateson. Well, again, thank you very much for coming on and hopefully we'll chat again soon. Thank you for listening to another um, Energy Sport Scottish Premiership Season Preview podcast. You can find us on Twitter at ENRG Sport or listen to our web- or sorry, find our website, energysport.net. Thanks again for listening and we hope to see you again soon. Cheers.